sé yo mis mica Todos necesitamos algún día su feeling Ay, sonríe tú, pero el feliz soy yo And hello everybody, everybody, hello and welcome to We Synced It Yes, this is a weekly podcast that focuses on all the movies, TV, and the entertainment in between. I am one of your hosts. Keep my wife's name out your fucking mouth, Pat. And this is Kev. <laughs> and how is everybody doing today? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I know the I know the dead joke, but still, we gotta have some fun too. How you doing, Kevin? I'm doing well. How are you? I am great. I am great after uh, we took a brief hiatus after the 200th episode. Um, yeah, man. Feeling great. And uh like to shout out to every every one of our guests that we've ever had on this podcast. If it wasn't for you, we will at least be at episode 30. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Every single one of you guys and girls. You know what I mean? like to thank y'all for coming out to our podcast and you're always welcome to come back if you want y'all know this yeah man so um let's hit to the topics man uh main topic at one of our topics at hand is um something that happened that took place last week at the oscars um quest love won best documentary at the oscars and i am fucking happy for him I've been a fan of The Roots ever since I was a little kid. Ever since I found out about them, uh, I, I think I found out about The Roots through Questlove, and then I found out how Black Star is a a top tier fucking rapper through The Roots, and he's in my top five of best rappers alive. Wait, Black Star? Yeah, that's the group. That's uh, most definitely my bad. <laughs> Actually, both of them are in my top ten uh, rappers of all time. I'm Black Thought, my mistake. Oh, okay. Black Thought, he's in my top five uh, best rappers alive. No, and yeah, Black Thought is one of the greatest MCs. So I was watching an interview with uh, Jimmy Fallon, uh-huh. and he was saying like how he actually witnessed uh, Questlove like constantly working on this doc- documentary. He said like as soon as they were done filming an episode of, of Jimmy Fallon, he immediately would go straight into the documentary. Really? Before and nice. after. Like, he was just constantly working for it, constantly working for it, and there we go. The work paid off, man. Yeah. Congratulations to to, uh, to Questlove. Uh, congratulations to the winners and the losers. Yeah. Who would you put in that category of losers, top of the list? Uh, Will Smith. Will Smith. Ah, <laughs> yes, that is another topic. And Will Smith being the the biggest looter, loser and winner of the Oscars because he did win best male performance at the Oscars, but he also got best uh, emotional person in the Oscars by uh, slapping Chris Rock in the face, which was a, I have to admit, uh, for a person, that, that slap was like... He had a he had a form to it. Usually, I see when somebody slap, it's just all top, you know, boom, maybe a backhand, maybe a forehand. Because he was he had cameras on him. He, he had to make it look cinematic. He pivot. He did the whole like I'm putting weight behind this motherfucker, and dow, he just slapped him. And kudos to Chris Rock for taking that fucking slap and just being wow. Because uh, if it was me up there, man, and he turned his back on me. Uh, I, I told people this a lot a long time. Say, man, I would have fucking jumped on his back like a backpack, bro. 
you turn your back on me and you think that we're not going to tussle? You goddamn wrong, bro. <laughs> you, you're, you're fucking wrong. Uh, this slap was the topic at, of at hand for ooh, quite some time. Still the topic at hand. Yeah. It's still, it's still being covered by almost everything and everyone. It's being talked about just as much as uh, Ukraine, which is a country that's being invaded. Uh, <laughs> the fact that a slap is now being compared to that. Um, and other uh, other events have unfolded ever since the slap. Now, uh, Will Smith has announced that he has resigned from the Academy, which to me means absolutely nothing. Dog shit. For those who don't know, the Academy basically consists of Almost everyone that you see sitting in that audience at the Oscars. So mm. he if basically. If you've ever been nominated, you're part of the Academy. So anybody who has ever lost, even like short films, if you've lost a, an Oscar, uh, lost a chance to get an Oscar, you're also part of the Academy as well. So th- th- they stacked. Now, does that affect his, you know, how his movies get nominated? Actually, doesn't. His movies can still get nominated. The only thing that has changed is that. He doesn't get to vote for movies anymore, and that to me is actually a good thing because this is the same guy that voted to take the role in in the Wild Wild West over The Matrix. Boom. This is the same guy that chose to write uh, that movie. What was it? After Earth that he yeah, what he did with his uh, with his uh, son. Garbage ass fucking movie. Willow. No, Jaden. Yeah. Jaden Smith. Yeah. Uh, so that to me, I, I see that as a good thing. I don't. I, if you choose Wild Wild West over The Matrix, that shows me how your deciding skills are, and I don't think you should be voting. for Have any you seen movie. The Wild Wild West as of late? It's on Netflix. Yeah, it's it's, it's bad. Yeah, man, it was bad when, when the movie first came out. I'm trying to it think can, when I was a little better. kid that I think it was a good movie. I think I thought it was a good movie just because Will Smith was in it. Yeah. I think that, that's the only reason why I thought that it was a good movie, and the song is good too, with uh, CeeLo. We're going straight to the wild, wild west. That song is pretty good, man. But that's the only thing that the... It's like the music outlived the actual movie. Is is one of those uh, instances. Did you see the video of Jim Carrey and his reaction? Yeah, his reaction to uh, the whole thing, saying that it, he thought that it was... Uh, they were spineless. The, spineless all, all those yeah. people that stood up and gave him a standing ovation after he assaulted a presenter fellow actor and comedian um it was it was ridiculous that that to me is why hollywood makes no sense i remember when i when i was a kid i had dreams of like being part of that world of hollywood and i'm so glad that i'm not because i would not i would hate to be associated with all those people that were there people who didn't stand up or was it everybody who did Say that again. Were there any? Was there anybody who didn't stand up? Oh, well, I mean, whoever wasn't standing up, they they just didn't show them. But yeah. it looked like majority of the crowd stood up, which to me doesn't make any sense, man. It, it's it, bro. I remember when Roman Polanski for one of his movies, he this was after the whole rape. After after all of that, he won best director, and I remember they showed Martin Scorsese, and that guy got a, a, a standing. Ovation as well. Martin Scorsese is up there clapping and smiling. And it's like, bro, he intoxicated a young girl, a minor, 13, 12, 13 years old. I think even younger. Mm -hmm. Raped her and then fled once he knew that he was being chased. Yeah. Yeah. And you guys are going to give him a standing ovation? The same guy who said uh, Marvel movies are not cinematic, that 
It's just an amusement. That's why I'm it's like, full yo, of all of gatekeepers and pedophiles, man. It's bad, man. And that's why that whole little the the thing that goes with the Hollywood saying that oh, you know, all these people just do nothing but like just fuck kids and shit like that. The the whole little rumors and stuff like that. This thing right here, it kind of like it feeds into it. Is maybe it's not all true, but it kind of like feeds into itself. It makes you think that there could be some truth to it because. The things that they're letting other motherfuckers get away with and they're like commending them on, not not really like adjacently uh, uh, commending them on. It's like, yo, man, what the fuck is going on? Like, it's it's all sketchy. I mean, I, I, I say if one, one detective and probably one uh, journalist would just to dive in deep into this whole Hollywood uh, rabbit hole and just figure out like what the fuck is going on. I think it'll just uncover a whole bunch of shit and a whole bunch of people who you think who are allies and like uh, for you and for the cause. You'll find out that, nah, they, these people are just, uh, what Jim Carrey say, spineless. And in that same interview that uh, in which Jim Carrey made that comment, he mm-hmm. announced that he's retiring. Yeah. He say, he's, but it was kind of like. He unless, didn't. unless he gets a script that's like. Yeah. In his words, written in gold, and you know it was going to yeah. actually change the world and all of that. <laughs> Which to me, I was like, "Oh man!" <laughs> then I guess you're, I guess you're out of here, then, man. It's like one of those like, bro, there's nobody who's going to write a script like that for you, man. But Maybe. I love, I love the fact that his reason, you know, the person that was interviewing asked him why, and he was like, "I've given all that I could. I, I need to understand. I need to look. I, I need to be able to look in the mirror and, and tell myself like, no, I, I I'm enough." I did everything that I could. That to me was like huge because I think we're constantly trying to push ourselves. Yeah. And there's a point where you need to say like, nah, but I have accomplished, like I'm good, you know? And, and I love the fact that he's reached that point where he's like, bro, I gave you guys decades of classics. What more do you want from me? Like, I need to think about me and what I yeah. want to be doing. I feel that's what, um, yeah. Uh, who's the guy who played in hook who uh, committed suicide? name oh robin williams robin williams i think he that's what he needed to hear him himself say because i felt like he always wanted to be like the funniest guy in the room and he always wanted to like give 100 percent for all his performances and that he never felt that he he was more than he is and he just never understood like how like how appreciative like people are of his work and stuff like that and you know, he just took his own life. So I'm happy that Jim Carrey feels this way because I feel that if he does feel this way, I don't think a person who feels this way is going to, like, take, take themselves out. I think that they are stable in the situation that they're in and they know who they are, so they know they're worth. So there's nothing that you could possibly do to him that can make him want to do something as, like, as fucking hurtful as that. And yeah, it's it's a it's a good it's a good thing to hear from Jim Carrey because you know he's uh, I'm not saying he's one of the good ones or anything like that, but you know he is a uh, a person who just makes you laugh. You know what I mean? For for so many years, ever since Eleven Color, being the one white guy in Eleven Color and fucking standing out to uh, a sea of fucking funny fucking people of color, which is hard to fucking do, and he did it. And shout out to the Wayans family. If it wasn't for them. Yeah, man. Because would Jim Carrey be the Jim Carrey that we know? Like, would he have made all those movies if we? I don't think so. If we didn't know, yeah, through, through, yeah, if we didn't discover him through In Living Color, I don't know. 
maybe uh, he still he still would have been funny, but we probably wouldn't have seen him as as funny as he like been. would have been. Would Ace Ventura would have been made? Nah. Would Dumb and Dumber would have been made? Nah. Would, you uh, know, The Grinch, would, any of those movies. Any of those movies. Any of those fucking classic fucking movies would have been made, nah. Even the movie 28, which was, I think that was the first serious movie I've ever seen him in. And I didn't know how serious it was going to be until, like, watching them. Like, there ain't no jokes in this. This is all, like, terror and paranoia. This shit is fucking uh, eternal, good. Like, eternal Sunshine for the Spotless Mind. That movie was... <sighs> that's when I was like, oh, this guy this guy can act. And what was that other movie? Uh, Man on the Moon, when he when he did that movie, saw that one. And I was like, yo, this guy, this guy is good. I think he got an Oscar for that movie. Did he not? He was nominated. Yeah. He was nominated for an Oscar in that movie. And all his performances that he... I remember it was, uh, there was a time, uh, maybe you guys don't remember, but there was a time that at the MTV Movie Awards, him and Will Smith were like, to me, you always wanted to see both of them get awards or be around each other because they always did something every year with each other. Like there was one year that uh, I think Jim Carrey tried to kiss Will Smith and he was like trying to like uh, karate chop him in the neck and shit like that. And they always did something to each other. And then um, Jim Carrey did that whole... uh, he he was dressed like a a nineteen seventies trucker, and he said, "Well, it was some fog hat and shit like." So, "Well, we get some fog hat, let it rain, baby, or some shit like that." It was it was so fucking funny, man. Like this guy, he is fucking hilarious, man. And um, it's I mean everything that he said about like how heinous, uh, which and how like spineless Hollywood was was I'm not gonna say it's spot on, but. <laughs> It's so close to true that um, I think he drew blood. <laughs> Pretty much. I think he fucking drew blood. And uh, what he said about Will Smith, he didn't even actually attack Will Smith as a person. He just attacked, like, like what that moment that he had. Like, he had a fucking moment that is going to live with him forever. And it sucks because as a person who, you know, who likes Will Smith's stuff... It is going to tarnish like a little bit of what you thought Will Smith was, especially since motherfuckers are posting up videos of him being so inspirational and shit and why he didn't accept why he didn't want to do Django Unchained. And that shit is so fucking funny because he said that I thought it was I thought it was supposed to be a love story because, you know, I don't think violence should answer violence. And I'm like, oh, yeah, you know, back in the day, you're like, yeah, man, you're so right. But, but now it's like, but what do you call this? I just want him to have a fucking Barbara Walter sit down interview that's not at a goddamn red table. That of him just being like, you know, I had this moment of uh, understanding what life is. Because people who believe that violence is not is not the answer, they don't understand how it is to be asked the same question multiple times and you give people <laughs> the answer. You give them the answer that you want to give them. Like, you're like okay, the answer is A. But, the they don't, but they don't want to accept that they answer. They don't want to answer. They don't want to accept that answer. So you guys, uh, let me take violence for 100. And boom, that's a daily double. You know what I mean? And, yo, you got to give it to them. And then they understand what the fucking answer was. It was those answers that you gave them earlier, but they didn't want that shit. So you gave them this one. Because, yo... Violence is an answer. It's the last one, but it is an answer. That, hey, that shit sometimes gets results. 
Oh, it got results for the Oscars. It was the most viewed <laughs> yeah, it did. Uh, Oscars yeah, it did. in history. Yeah. Um, it also was a, a tale of success for Chris Rock because he went to, I, I guess all his shows now are sold out. Yeah. Um, but they were going to sell out. Let's, let's, uh, oh, yeah. His <laughs> shows were going to sell out before. Not, yeah, but no, they no. just sold out faster. Let me correct myself. <laughs> let, let me just, I, I'm not trying to water down anything and I'm not trying to like, Chris Rock is a legend. Always was a legend. Will always be a legend. But yes, they they sold out even faster because they knew, yo, he's gonna have a monologue about yeah. this. We the resale, the resale for his tickets went on to like a hundred, uh, like a thousand dollars, and the tickets were going on sale for like the max price was like two hundred, three hundred dollars. So that markup is fucking ridiculous, and people just started to. To buy in. Some people say that, oh, this shit was all, like, planned and stuff like that. I don't know. I don't... Most of the times, I don't think people plan shit. I think things just happen. It's just a happenstance. And things just... It just builds up from that happenstance. And this is exactly one of those moments. And... Um, and speaking of uh, crazy moments and funny moments... Mm-hmm. Um, so, it was April Fool's uh, mm-hmm. recently. And it was April... Well... What's today's date? Today's April 3rd, so now it's been two days past. Yeah. Um, I did see a lot of TikTokers doing uh, April Fool's jokes. Um, I thought the funniest April Fool's joke was actually a teaser trailer for Thor Love and Thunder. Mm-hmm. Um, did you, you did you get yeah, to see it? I saw it. Bro, whoever edited that video, <laughs> you deserve an Oscar. Yeah. Because I was all in. I completely forgot it was April 1st. It starts off with the old vintage logo, just like how they did with Thor Ragnarok. You hear the vintage rock song, so you hear Bon Jovi shot through the heart, which makes sense because it's the movie's called Love and Thunder, yeah. and then you hear like this rock song of love and betrayal. And then all of a sudden, it cut to that old show that was on the NBC slap. years ago, The Slap, which, perfect. Chef's Great job. Yeah. Fucking chef's kiss. It was, uh, <laughs> when you sent me that video... I watched it and I thought it was an ad in between the the fucking I the same thing trailer. Too. So I watched it again. I was like, like that show's I'm like, back. I'm like, why would they bring? I'm like, they bring him back the show because of the slap. Okay, so I watched it again and then it did the same thing. I'm like, wait a minute. It's like you had to take an outside look at it. Like, wait. Oh my god, April first. God damn it, man. It's it's funny that I could still get caught on April fucking first. Motherfuckers out here still doing that shit, bro. And it's a uh, it's telling. <laughs> that I'm getting caught. But that was a really good one. That was a extremely good one. Well done. Uh another news update which also feels like an April Fools joke mm. is the crow is back in uh rotation as far as like uh movies that are never going to get made, but let's just talk about it hopefully they get made. This is uh, the third <laughs> run, right? This is the third time they've tried to do something like this. Bro, this is like I think the 12th time. <laughs> I <laughs> So a long time ago, I remember they announced that Bradley Cooper was going to play the role of the crow, and then it never happened. Then, then they said Mimosa. Uh, Jason Momoa, uh, not Mimosa, Jason, Jason Momoa. Momoa was going to do. He even took a picture with the makeup on to get people hyped, and then that fell apart. I thought he was way too big to play the crow, but I was like, Let's bro, see that's, what's a, that's a real intimidating crow. You see that dude coming <laughs> at you, <laughs> dog? He comes at you, and you can't even kill him. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> So now they got uh, Bill Skarsgård, Bill Skarsgård, yeah, um, from uh, It fame, from It. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I guess is now agreed to play the role that was you know made famous by Brandon Lee. Uh, 
Yeah, great. I think that's that's awesome. I thought it was awesome that Bradley Cooper was once going to play it. I thought it was yeah. awesome that Jason Momoa was once going to play it. So let's just see if this actually happens. I think that right there is a real live cursed production. Yeah. Um, it's going to be directed by Rupert Sanders. Uh, he directed the movie Snow White and the Huntsman and Ghost in the Shell. Mm. Uh-oh. <laughs> uh. <laughs> But, um, <laughs> shit. This has to be an April Fool's joke. Nah, maybe. <laughs> maybe it's a, maybe it's a long, maybe it's a long con April Fool's joke. Maybe it's gonna, they're finally gonna settle it next year, April Fool's. But, psych, we, we, we fucking psyched you guys. But on a, uh, a lighter side of that, on some good news of that, there's a, gra- a Grammy nominated singer, songwriter, FKA Twigs. You may have known her, uh, uh, people who know, don't know her music may have known that she once dated uh, Shia LaBeouf for a brief period of time. I think they they had a little situation, a little uh, snafu, uh, entanglement, if you will. And um, she, you know, she is a great artist. And on top of that, she is a um, she does like uh, like stunt work. I've seen her. I follow her on uh, Instagram, and I remember seeing her do like. Uh, Martial arts stunt work like, uh, like you know, like flips, kicks, action scenes and stuff like that. So I would really like to see her in this movie. Oh, Honey Boy is her uh, her her R and B name, but that's pretty cool, man. Uh, I'm, I'm a fan of the original um, The Crow movie. I haven't seen part two, but people told me that it was a prequel. But how could it be a prequel? Because wasn't he alive in the the second I, one's supposed to be a prequel? It. I've never seen it, but somebody told me that I think the second one's supposed to be a I prequel. I saw it that one time that it came out in whatever 90s year that was, 96, <laughs> 97, and... It wasn't as good? It was No, it was not as good. Um, that is definitely a cursed set, though. I, I, I feel like it's just a, uh, a cursed production. And I remember they had a TV show that nobody watched. I saw, literally, I think I saw like 15 seconds of an episode, and then I changed the channel. Because it was boring as hell. I think Edward Furlong at one point was the crow too. The kid from Terminator 2. Yeah. Uh, he played the crow at one point. That, man, so bad. But uh, at least we got that one great movie. Yeah. And it, it, it is a very rewatchable movie. It's great. So I don't know. Hopefully this th- gets made. If it doesn't, is anyone good, really going to be shocked? I don't think so. Um, Nobody's going to be shocked if it if it doesn't get made. But I guarantee it, a lot of people are going to watch it just to see. I mean, a success story from something that's uh, something that's doomed to fail. We, I mean, we all like a Cinderella story, so this right here is going to be a cylinder Cinderella production. So we're all we're all for it. But I think it's because that movie has had such a a cursed uh, timeline. If you're going to make this movie, you better like. Bought like all gun, like barrels blazing. You better make it great. Oh, this is this is good. Zach Balin, who is coming off an Oscar nomination for pinning King Richard, wrote the script. So he wrote the script to this uh, production of uh, The Crow. So they have him writing. He wrote the script, and they have Rupert Sanders, who is directing it. Um, 
this is not this is not TV shows. So usually in TV shows, you you lean more towards the the writer, who's gonna like they're gonna you know uh, be the head. But since this is an actual movie, you're gonna lean more towards the director on this thing. And if you like Snow White and the Huntsman or Ghost in the Shell, this might be the movie for you. That's all I got to say. (laughs) (laughs) If you like any of those movies, this might be the movie for you. Um, Jesus Christ. I don't know what to think about this. (laughs) Hey, Hey, fuck it. You know what, though? We we, we reacted the same way the last two times they announced that the movie was being made. Yeah. It's one of those things I'm not holding my breath for. If it happens, it happens. If it doesn't happen, I'm not going to be surprised. Um, Next up, Michael Bay wishes he had listened to Spielberg's Transformers advice I should have stopped. Um, I'm shocked that that's the only advice Steven Spielberg, one of the greatest directors of all time, gave you. How about, uh, hey, man, don't let your actors take away the camera and film stuff. How about, hey, man, try to develop your characters a little bit. Yeah. Your your female leads need to be more developed more. And stop being um, pseudo-racist a little bit. Because I, those uh those two ro- uh, those two crackheaded robots, we know what you were saying. And we I'm, know what you were saying. <laughs> and you know what? I don't think he should have stopped making Transformers sequels. Is great. Just make them better. Make them better. <laughs> I think if he was a fan of Star uh, of uh, Transformers, maybe it would have been, it would have had more love and heart into it. But yo, because to be honest, the first Transformer movie. If he would have made the the continuing movies just like he made the first one, enjoyable man, it would have yeah. been great. It would have been fucking that on that level was... of franchises, like you know the Batman movies, like Lord of the Rings. It could have been just super enjoyable to watch. Shit, it could, it would have been like the Fast and Furious, right? It, like, yeah, they might not be great, but they're enjoyable. They're yeah. fun to watch. The first movie was fun to watch. The second movie, bro, you gave Transformers gold teeth and. Stupid characteristics. Yeah. It, it just seemed like the rest of the movies were just uh, paint by numbers. Not not paint by numbers. What's the name of that thing? Ad libs. When you just insert words and yeah. stuff. But rather than words, you just insert uh, certain things that people were just gonna find catchy. Like, uh, oh, we need more money, so let's just put an advertisement here. Let's put an advertisement there. Let's put uh, this racist undertone shit right here. So then this can make a certain amount of uh, certain people laugh about uh, them not being that, that kind of people and that kind of shit. It seems like that's what he does. And dog, it's just in poor taste, man. I'm not saying for you to do like an art house movie of, uh, to do an A24 version of uh, Transformers, but would I like to see something like that? Maybe. Maybe. I would like to see a Transformer done by A24. What, do that, what would the fuck that shit look like? Oh my God. There would be no Transformers. <laughs> it would literally be. Uh... The, it would, the end scene would be the camera dollying out, and then you find out that it's inside of a Transformer the whole time. The Transformer is the people. We are the Transformers because we change our minds every goddamn time. (laughs) (laughs) That's A24 movie right there. Starring uh, Benedict Cumberbatch and uh, uh, Patton Oswalt. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) 
Yeah, man. But uh, speaking of A24, I did see an A24 horror movie you did. Uh, last week, X, which I highly recommend. Um, it's different from all these other A24 movies that have come out, like Hereditary and... And the were those A twenty four movies? Hereditary, The Witch. Yes, uh, yes, they're all they all are all those, right? Yeah. Um, this one is back to let's just make it simple, a simple slasher horror flick that takes place in the seventies, uh, directed by Ty West, um, starring Jenna Ortega, starring um, uh, Maya Goth or Mia Goth, Martin Henderson. Uh, freaking Kid Cudi is in the movie, and he did a fantastic Bro, job. I fucking asked somebody if if Kid Cudi was in the movie, and they said they said to me straight faced that no, he's not. I was like, Bro, you know I why? Sworn he fucking. You was know in why? Because <laughs> he's that good. I forgot. I kept forgetting that was Kid Cudi. <laughs> really? Bro, he's that good in the movie. He's supposed to play like the porn star, mm-hmm. and he does such a fantastic job. I kept forgetting that was Kid Cudi. I kept forgetting that this movie is not a movie from the 70s because the way they shot it, mm. they made it look vintage and feel vintage. So I actually did think there were times where I thought that I really was watching a movie that was shot in the 1970s. They did a great job. It is simple. Crew is out in the middle of nowhere trying to film a porn movie and everything just goes wrong. And Bro, the, the, the concept alone, it it's like it sells you. This is a movie... Off rip if if I didn't see a trailer for it. Like if 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 we were like in the fucking nineties, right? If we didn't see a trailer for it or anything, you see the fucking poster, right? And you see what the the storyline is, you would automatically be like, all right, cool, yeah, let's watch that. Let's let's fucking watch this movie because you know, I haven't seen anything about it. There's nothing to watch. And you would be telling your friends about this fucking movie for weeks telling them to watch this goddamn movie. As soon as it comes out on video, on VHS, the friends who haven't seen it or who have seen it, you will do a fucking movie night just for this goddamn movie. Because I really want to see it. I tried to watch it, and um, I was denied. And what, one interesting thing that I learned about the movie after I saw it, they actually filmed two movies back-to-back. Mm-hmm. So the prequel is coming out next year like they already shot it like they shot it along with this one Mm -hmm. so i guess they're just gonna put the finishing touches and then release it Uh, but it's basically the movie that leads into this one because there's a there's a little surprise at the end with the main character and you find out an interesting fact about her so it's like you don't i guess jenna ortega uh, jenna ortega is actually not the main character the main character is this girl that's on the poster mia goth oh okay she's she's supposed uh, to She's a bu- yeah, and you know what I also love, man? Mm. That was different, and it was like a breath of fresh air. So usually it's the innocent uh, virgin who's like a goody two-shoes. They end up being the protagonist. Yeah. Nah, bro. This girl is like snorting cocaine, wants to be a porn star, escape, uh, ran away from home because her parents were like really conservative, whatever. Wants- she ends up being like the hero of the movie and ends up being the protagonist. And I'm like... I like that, bro. That's because she's like, like a, a normal girl. That's like Evil Dead. <laughs> yeah, that's like Evil Dead. Exactly. Yeah. Like we, you didn't expect the the one who they went to the place for. Oh shit! I don't want to give. No, nah, spoil the shit came, out of it. That movie came out so many years. Yeah. Ago. <laughs> yeah. Uh, if you didn't know, uh, the the person who who actually is the person who they're trying to take care of ends up being the hero in uh, the Evil Dead uh, remake movie. And you know, here's the thing, man. I know a lot of people because. Uh, 
like to say that uh, why are no why is nobody talking about this? I I see it that a lot of horror movies, not a lot of people like to talk. Like you don't hear a lot of words said about horror, good horror movies. I mean, Hereditary. Um, Hereditary. What what else was the A twenty four movie that you just brought up? Midsummer. Mm-hmm. You hear a lot of things about those movies, but there are just so many good, like great horror movies that come out that people don't talk about. X. I haven't seen it, but the people who I asked about the movie and they have seen it, they tell me it's a good movie. Uh, Evil Dead, oh my god, man, that movie was just so good to watch. Remember when when we, when we all went to go watch that shit in movie yeah. theaters, and it was just like, dog, this movie is so fucking good. But I don't think people were gonna accept it. Maybe maybe it is that people just don't like horror movies, man. People just don't don't fuck with horror. I don't know because I think, but I think it's slowly coming back. You think so? I think it's slowly coming back, and that's a good thing. That's a great thing. Yeah, because I, I'm, and I'm also glad that I saw this in a movie theater, and I didn't just watch it at home. Like there were times where I flinched. I was like, "Oh shit!" And then I, and then it reminded me of when I was a kid watching like Scream, mm. and I know what you did last summer for the so first is it time. A slasher? I, yeah, it's a slasher movie. Nice. It's uh the you know the bat the the villains are only attacking with like knives and shit okay. and just like stabbing people or whatever. But um, do you think that makes a great horror movie like a great slasher? The fact that it, they turn it into like a period piece like before technology, so there's nobody that you can really call and stuff like that. Uh, it definitely helps. It def- but the thing is, at the same time, this last Halloween movie, mm-hmm. you know, took place today and was also fun to watch. That was also fun. To I watch. think it's just keeping it basic, keeping it simple, even if there is phones and there's laptops involved or whatever, but like like there's a great scene um you see uh one of the the characters, uh, actually I think it's this girl, the main character, she's she there's a lake nearby, so she takes off her clothes and she goes skinny dipping um but there's gators in the water. And, yo, they do a, an extreme wide shot from above mm-hmm. looking down. And you just see, like, her, like, tiny because the camera's so far away. Yeah. And you can see the alligator just, like, slowly swimming towards her. And she has no idea. And it's like, but you see it. And it's like that sus- that building suspense. I'm like, bro, this is why we watch movies. It's it's moments like this. It's so fucking good. You know? Um Holy shit. This movie had a lot of those moments. It was also really fucking funny. A lot of funny moments. It's also like really raunchy. Um, but Jenna Ortega is is the young girl in the movie. And she plays the the innocent little girl that's looking at everything through innocent eyes. I thought she was going to be end up the being hero. the main character. Yeah. And no. She does too. Yeah, she gets it. She gets it. <laughs> and so I was just like, I love the fact that they stuck so to the rules, but they also threw out the rule them. book too. They like, the, they broke nah, the rules. fuck it. Let's just make a good fucking movie. And this director, Ty West, bro, he only does horror movies. And the horror movies that he's done are really not bad. Like they, he, he's one of those people that likes to like keep his movies as basic and simple as possible. Um, he's done the in betweeners. He's done. Um, the House of the Devil. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. The, not the in-betweeners. The VHS. VHS he's done. Uh, Cabin Fever. The House of the Devil. Roast. House of the Devil was another good one that is also is supposed Buddies? to take place I saw back in movie. the day. I saw this movie, Drinking Buddies. That That's not a horror movie, but this movie's ending was weird as shit. <laughs> it, was, it was weird because it's like... 
Okay. I guess it can, it, it's like his, this movie was like something that you will see happen in real life kind of thing. Like, say, oh, they turned real life into a movie. Okay. <laughs> but I watched the whole thing. Uh, I enjoyed it. Did right. you see um, uh, another movie that came out uh, a couple weeks ago and I saw, but it was a complete opposite of this. Mm. Did you see Deep Water with Ben Affleck and uh, the girl that he was dating? It's on Hulu. No, I haven't seen it. <coughs> that's one of the worst movies I've ever seen. <laughs> uh, that's w- with that Cuban chick. Yeah. What's fucking her name? Trash, is it dude. really? So fucking trash. So you're saying that this is the second movie that Ben Affleck has made with a uh, significant other? And ends up being trash. Yeah. Why did he not learn his lesson with from 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 Geely? Yeah, from Geely. Like, because maybe it was the title. Oh my god, dude. was it that bad? <laughs> it's fucking the dumbest fucking movie I've ever seen in my life. I bro, when I got to the end, I was like, can't believe I just wasted my time watching that shit. And then I read about it. Mm-hmm. That movie was actually like canceled. Really? Like they they removed it. From their rotation, like they were like, you know what, we're just not going to release it. And then I guess they were like, let's give it to, ah, them. let's just let's give, give it to them because we might as well because we got it. Like just fucking release it because we got nothing else coming out in the next couple weeks or in the next couple months. So let's just release it. We'll we'll release it on Hulu. The fact that they even pulled it out of the rotation tells you, like, bro, even they did not have faith in this movie. Like, bro, it, it makes really no fucking bad? sense. The writing is everywhere. They didn't What's know the name of it again. Deep Water. They didn't know what they wanted this movie to be. They keep calling it an erotic thriller. It's not erotic. Erotic. There's nothing thrilling about it. The fucking end credits is the weirdest shit I've ever had to experience in a movie. Um, yeah. This thing is um, is metric score. Uh, metric uh, media critic is fifty two percent. That's not good. It's not good. Uh, it, it's 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 a meh movie. It seems like what what I'm getting from. Uh, and it seems like they were trying to go for like, uh, oh, you know, this is. Um, no, you know what happened. So I found out who wrote this movie. One of the writers was. Um, She's gorgeous. Though. Yeah, she is. <laughs> <laughs> what? Oh my god! What's this guy's name? She's see. the guy that's in uh, charge of Euphoria. Um, Sam Levinson. Sam Levinson was one of the writers for this movie. He's a showrunner? I, I think what happened was they took this movie out of the rotation. You Because this movie was made years ago, and it was supposed to be released in like 2019. Really? Yeah. They took it out of the rotation. Euphoria then came out, ends up becoming this fucking mega hit TV show. And then they thought, oh, since a lot of people like this guy, Sam Levinson, for writing Euphoria, let's release this movie because it was co-written by him. But the movie is trash, bro. So you're saying that it's one of those situations that uh, remember when um, Jamie Foxx won an Oscar and then they came out with that uh, that airplane movie, the, the mm-hmm. trash about the, the airplane that gets a, yeah that gets a mind of his own. They, that movie came out right after he won the fucking Oscar. Like it was like months after. And they probably thought, damn, we're gonna bank on this <laughs> shit because he's the biggest star in Hollywood, <laughs> and it's like. Yeah, but the fucking script is it's fucking garbage. trash. And he was barely in the movie. Like, he died in that fucking movie. Spoiler. You know what? Nah, y'all need that. I just basically saved you guys an hour and 30 minutes of a trash movie. Yeah. Uh, Jamie Foxx dies in that fucking movie. He's not even the lead in that goddamn movie. So the premise of this movie is basically uh, Ben Affleck and Anna DeArmas are a couple. Mm-hmm. 
he doesn't want to, but they don't love each other. Like their their love faded a long time ago. You would think, okay, so then get divorced. For some fucking strange ass reason, he doesn't want to get divorced, and for some strange ass reason, she doesn't want to get divorced. Mm, okay, he allows her to go have affairs with whoever she wants. He can she can sleep with whoever she wants as long as they don't get divorced. Mm-hmm. So of course she's going out and she's fucking like the youngest, most handsome guys in town, and he gets jealous. So what does he do? He kills the people that she sleeps with. You want to get weirder? All of their friends know about this. Not about him killing them, but about the fact that he allows her to sleep with whoever she wants. And they're all looking at them like, yo, you guys are strange, bro. Like, just fucking get divorced. But they don't want it. Why why don't they want to get divorced? I guess it's like a status thing. They just don't want to be that couple that... But it's like... Wouldn't the status be... Their friends already know about it, so their status... It wouldn't fucking matter. Yeah. And then another thing is that this is like a very like liberal group of people. You would think like, oh, they... they Out of anybody. They fucking congratulate that. Yeah. Like they they, yeah, they yeah. probably promote that better You guys better are not happy anybody. in this situation. Do your thing, bro. Yeah. Like, do your thing. But no, they... So he ends up killing them. Um, what? <laughs> what? Ben Affleck is killing her, all her boyfriends. Oh, okay. I thought he was killing. Oh no, his no, not, not not the friends. I'm sorry. Oh, but he ends up killing. killing he's killing all her boyfriends. She suspects that he's murdering them, and that that's pretty much what the movie's about. And then at the end, you find out that you know she accepts it or whatever, and then the movie just ends. So she's like a she's like a femme fatale. She's like she's like a black widow. And it's the strangest thing. And yo, she treats him like shit. It's like, bro, just fucking. Leave so her. anybody who she sleeps with is going to die by Ben Affleck's hand? Yeah, pretty much because he gets jealous because like she's enjoying herself and you could see that she's like really having fun he with watched? these guys. Bro, there's she, like he they're at a party. Uh-huh. They're at a party. She invites one of the boyfriends over uh-huh. and she's like making out with him and dancing with him in front of in front of Ben Affleck and in front of all the friends. Does does he know that she's married? Does the, the boyfriend know that he's yeah. that she's married? She tells them ahead of time like, "Oh, my husband allows this." And like, there's even scenes where they'll 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 thank Ben Affleck. They'll thank Ben Affleck. Like, hey man, thanks for well, being they, so cool about. No, they're you know, asking for it. They're asking. You know, for thanks it. for being so cool that I get to fuck your wife, your hot ass wife, who's like the hottest woman. Would you be in that situation? Earth. No, you just get the divorce. <laughs> no, <laughs> and they have no, a daughter. I'm talking about if they, you were the boyfriend. Bro, now you want to get weird. We had a daughter. They too? have a daughter. This is where I was like, and this is the part where I'm like, all right, this movie's full of shit. <laughs> He's bathing his daughter like she's in the bath. You know, how, she's, how like, old is she's she? like five or six years old. Okay, all right. <laughs> and she was like, "Daddy, is it true that you killed mommy's boyfriend, mommy's friend?" And he goes, "No." And then they're, they're going back and forth, and the little girl's even telling him, "I don't believe you, daddy. I think you did kill him." A little girl is telling her father, "I think you killed a man." You know what he tells her at the very end of that scene? Mm. I guess it's just going to be our little secret. How did she know? That little girl's traumatized, bro. Yeah. That little the fact that the fact that she's not traumatized is what scares me. So I'm like, yo, I don't think this movie knows what it wants to be. And then they have uh, you know, Lil Ray Howery, the guy that Yeah. Bro, he's supposed to be like the comedy relief in the movie. And I'm mm. like, do they want this movie to be a comedy or a thriller or bro? And then here's the strangest part. At the very end of the movie, the movie ends with like the credits rolling. They have a scene of Ben Affleck's daughter sitting singing a song sitting in the back of the car, and it just, like, I guess they let the camera roll because it's a really cute scene, and I'm like, why are they showing this? This is supposed to be an erotic thriller. Why are they ending the movie with 
a little this girl scene, singing a song. Like it has nothing to do singing with little boxes. Bro, like the pacing <laughs> is so fucking weird. And some of the scenes, it's like, bro, he kills one of the guys at the party. Like, were you not worried at all that and somebody was gonna see you? Like, it's the it, the movie makes no fucking sense. If you were and one like, of the guys, bro, and there's not a protagonist. Like, neither of them are, are like people. you. You want to root for them. Like, I I don't want any. I want her to die, and I want him to die. Like, they they are both pieces of shit. I didn't root for any, either of them. If you were one of the guys who were about to die, like the one of the boyfriends, would you? With her? Would you with her knowing that she's she has a husband? Absolutely not. <laughs> Absolutely not? I, I, I don't ever want to be that guy, the, the side piece. I'm not a side piece. Now you not even for a weekend, huh? <laughs> I think he'll let me slide just for a weekend. I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't. Well, what is it about you that he's gonna let you slide, bro? <laughs> hey, come on. I'm like, come on. You just have the likable guy, Pat. <laughs> you know, give him a little hug. Like, or you, up, are man? you just gonna be like, bro? I'm not you, dog. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not you, fucking. Bro, I said, I'm only here for the hunting, weekend, bro. dude. I'm, 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 I'm not good with hunting, man. I'm not. Uh, I'm just that guy, bro. I'm passing through town, and you yeah. won't even see me, bro. Like, I'm here for a weekend. Bro, Sunday morning, I'm gone. You won't even see me, man. I, breakfast on the table. I won't even be there. Cold breakfast. I'll be gone. She's gorgeous, man. <laughs> she is gorgeous. But yeah, man. That is that is wild. But you know what? what when you said the name of that movie and the premise of that movie, there's another movie that uh, that I saw recently. That it's on Netflix, and it has uh, Jesse Plemons, who is basically people call him the Wish version of Matt Damon. <laughs> You've heard it. He really is. <laughs> yeah, they call him the Wish version of Matt Damon. But yo, I said that to somebody, and they were like, "Wish version of Matt Damon? This guy has been in all these. I don't care if he's been in some dope ass movie." Yeah, I but just, he's not on the status of yeah, Matt Damon. Uh, Matt I'm Damon. sorry. He is a good actor, but there's a movie that he's in with uh, Lily Collins, and it's on Netflix. And what it is, it's like a home invasion that goes fucking wrong. And both of these people do not want to be in a relationship with each other. But what happens is that uh, they go into, like, he's supposed to be some tech billionaire. So he takes, like, two weeks off. Like he's supposed to be at some conference, but then he he ditches that conference, takes his wife to a uh, to his getaway home that's in like Arizona and stuff, and Jesse Siegel goes there so he can rob the place, and when he robs the place, he sees that they're there, and rather than uh, running away, he tries to run away, but he couldn't. He sees them, and then he has them in handcuffs and tries to basically, he tells them that okay, I can't leave. I need to put you guys into this room. And then uh, you give me all the money that you got, and then I leave. So then, when once he tries to take off, he realizes that there's a camera outside of his house, uh, outside of the house. So now he has to go back into the house, untie them, and he basically tries to tell them, "Where's the camera go to? Where where's the live feed or wherever that is?" And they don't tell him. So he says, "Okay, so now I need to change my whole life. I need I need life changing money now. The money that I had before was fifty thousand dollars. I need more money." So 
you know, uh, Jesse, uh, not Jesse Siegel, um, Jesse Plemons says, so how much money do you want? How much money do you want? I can give it to you. He says, um, how about uh, $100,000? He says, that's not life-changing. He's basically negotiating for the guy who's robbing him. He says, that's not life-changing money. You need more money than that. You need to ask for more. He said, okay, um, shit, how about $2 million? He says, you know how heavy $2 million is to cash, to, to just carry around? You, you got to be reasonable. So his wife jumps in there. He says, uh, $500,000 is good enough. And he says, uh, $500,000. And you see Jesse looks at his wife and says, like, he's mad that he's at, like, like, what are you doing kind of shit. He says, okay, you know what? Give me a million dollars. He says, a million dollars is a lot of money to carry around. He says, you know what? If I can't carry the the other $500,000, I'll figure out what the fuck I'm going to do. I need you to get 500. Uh, I need you to get a million dollars here. So he gets a million dollars there. Once, uh, once that happens, then the a gardener comes in, who who basically landscaped the whole backyard. And while he's there, they're, they're talking, they're having a conversation. So all four of them are having a conversation. Jesse sends out a letter saying like help to the gardener. What's the name of the movie? It's called It's called Windfall. It's a good movie. And I, yo, I just told you like the first forty-five minutes of the movie, and then it starts to turn into like a bottled uh, movie where you start to figure out what's wrong with the relationship between uh, him and his wife, and why they haven't done anything. You find out that Jesse is a tech billionaire. You already know that. His wife, he got his wife outside of college, and basically, she he paid for all of his wife's stuff. Like she never had to want for anything. And they want to get he she wants to get a divorce with him, but she realizes that all her all of her uh, let's say you know she does a lot of charities. If she breaks up with him, all her charities are going out the window. She helps people who've been in her place before, like they can't get they can't go to college, they can't do any of that stuff. So she basically is trying to be the provider for a whole bunch of women. That's what she's trying to do. But she realizes if she does leave this guy, that's not going to fucking happen. So, um, I don't want to tell you the end of the movie, but the the end of the movie kind of uh, it's all right, it's okay. But the movie itself is way better than that movie that you saw. Oh, <laughs> it's it's way better than that movie that you saw. There's people who die in that movie that you just don't expect it. It's like, oh shit, okay. And where's it on? It's on Netflix. Okay. It's on Netflix to watch. It's a Netflix original. Um, I saw season one of The Dropout, which is the series about Elizabeth Holmes who created that blood yeah. uh, testing company Theranos. Mm-hmm. It's yo, looking good? Yeah, it's actually, yo, it, it was. It, it, it's really good. It's who's, suspenseful. Um, who's uh, acting in that movie? I think it's the... Uh, Amanda Siegfried. Ah, okay. Um, she did a really, she did a really good job because, man. So one thing that Elizabeth Holmes did very strange, and and a lot of people just didn't understand. They, Kate was that McKinnon is in it? Yeah. Um, hmm. So, I think wait, Kate McKinnon. I think uh, I think she might also be like a producer for the series too, though. Um, but. One thing that Elizabeth Holmes in real life did that was really strange is that she had two voices. 
Whenever she was like behind the scenes and normal, it was like a normal voice. But for some reason, when she did a presentation or an interview, she would get really deep, and people like were thrown like, off yeah, by that. Blah, 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 blah. Like, <laughs> and then a lot of people think that that was like her trying to use like a commanding, like dominant voice. Mm-hmm. And Amanda here did it really fucking well. Like she actually did it the way that that woman did in real life, and it's awkward as fuck. Like if I was an actor and I had to do that, I would have been like. Yeah, this is so fucking stupid. Like, but she did it, and she did it really fucking well. Um, I need to see a clip of this. I really want to hear her voice. <laughs> the following is intended only for mature. Now, in the first episode, you see her when she's young, so she doesn't really do it. It's after she becomes the CEO of this company that she starts doing, it, and people notice too. Like, why is she talking like that? Like, why? So, you know, by, like, episode three, episode four, you, you see it a lot. Okay. So, let me... I'll jump to episode three or something. Uh, oh, they had the whole thing on there. Oh, the whole... Yeah, the whole first season. Holy shit. Now, I didn't know that people still did this. Because you see that... Um, is it this month or next month? Uh, uh, what's the name of that goddamn show? Uh, Stranger Things is coming out, but... Netflix is not dropping the whole thing. They're just dropping... Week by week? No, not week by week. They're dropping just the first chunk, and then the next chunk they're going to do later on in the year. Oh, shit. Yeah. So we're not going to get the whole thing of that, which is like, all right, cool. (laughs) I guess. Like, everybody's doing their own thing. Did you see Moon Knight? I saw part. I didn't. I didn't finish it. Didn't finish it. I didn't finish it. I did see. I did uh, saw on TikTok. Um, one thing that Disney's doing now is like they're dropping interactive Easter eggs on the show. So, in the first five minutes of the show, you see he's working in the museum, and then he's showing like a little girl around to the different exhibits. If you pay close attention, he's talking about uh, this one ancient artifact, and there's a QR code on the wall of yeah. the museum. Uh-huh. You can actually scan that. If you pause and hit and you can scan that QR code from your phone, it'll take you to a digital comic book of Moon Knight. Really? Yeah. That's fun. I'm like, all right, that's cool. That's fun. I I'm a, I'm a fan of interactive food and I'm a fan of uh interactive like movies and stuff like that. I really do like that. I'm trying to find her voice, but it seemed like it's going to be a lot. I'm trying to see a scene of her getting interviewed. Like when she's like in CEO mode, just showing people around. Like, when she has the, <laughs> the turtleneck. Yeah. You know what you sound like? Have you ever seen this new uh, uh, TikTok sound that's been going around? It says, listen to me. <laughs> Your pussy belongs to me now. <laughs> <laughs> that shit is so fucking funny, man. Dude, I'm like, What's, what movie is this from? Bro, what movie is that fucking from? Because uh, I've seen people do it with the Batman. It says, when you walk in on Batman and Catwoman <laughs> uh, and on the top of the building, it says, listen to me. Your pussy blue. I'm like, God damn. Yeah, what I've been seeing a lot is like women filming their husbands doing like the cliche stereotype like women work around the house. Oh. And then like they'll film and the husband's not paying attention that they're being filmed. And then mm-hmm. they'll play that audio in the background like, your pussy's mine. Like... <laughs> Dog, I don't know what fucking movie that's from, man, but or whatever they get that sound from, but that shit right there is fucking classic gold right there, dog. Oh my god, man. <laughs> they do that with gym too. It says when you when you walk in on the couple at the gym, like, God damn. <laughs> that shit is fucking hilarious, man. Oh my god. Um 
you know, I can't really find this. Uh, Just check it out. Whenever yeah, I'll check it out. Uh, shit, I think that's been our episode. <laughs> uh, we're back, ladies and gentlemen. Let me play us. Oh, wait. I'm over here closing out the shit that I got to play. Let me play us out with some uh, some music. Yeah, with that being said, uh, I've been Pat. And this is Kev. And we shall see you next week. I forgot what I usually say. Um, we've been us and y'all been y'all. Yeah, we've been us and y'all been y'all. I hope everybody had a ball. See you next week. Peace.